we learn to do a lot of things in life. Don't touch the hot stove. Don't run with scissors. But maybe don't poke Deion Sanders before you play against him should be one of the three things we learn in life. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. And today's episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Joining me today is one Mr. Raymond Lucas Jr. Raymond, thank you for hopping on. Uh, Raymond works for 24-7 Sports. Is, and I feel like he's my Pac-12 aficionado. Um, he has a little bit of a West Coast bias in him, and I love it because there needs to be mes- more West Coast bias out there. Um, first first thing on the docket, Raymond, uh, we saw one Mr. Jay Norvell take a shot at Coach Prime, uh, Deion Sanders, and it is going insanely viral. Um, I would say it's on like my list of things I would never do. Um, just because now it feels like he motivated Colorado even more. And so I'm going to channel my inner teacher and play the video for you guys. Um, just a second, please. Because I think this has added a new dynamic to the game. And I think it may have been um, a death wish, I guess you could call it, for Colorado State. Um, so as without further ado, let's uh, share my screen here. sat on with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked So, Raymond, 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 if you were one Mr. Jay Norvell, would you have done that with Colorado already favored by 22 and a half with a line that has now moved up to 24 because I think of the the, the responses after. So talk about what you think of that and just kind of where it may have messed him up or shot himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would not have done that. That's not the route I would have took. Uh, clearly, he's gotten the response that he's wanted from it, not only uh, just through the internet, but even in the moment. Like, he gets a round of applause, and Colorado State clearly loved <laughs> loved the shot at Coach Prime. Uh, I don't think it was a wise choice. I think Colorado's team has proven that they feed off of this type of motivation, and Um, In week one, it was Shador Sanders and TCU offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles and um, dating back to camp at FAU. And week two, it's Matt Rule's offseason comments and then Nebraska standing in the middle of the Buffalo, which whether it was disrespectful or not, only he knows. He says it wasn't. Colorado sure took it personal. So um, they're definitely going to take this personal because there's no debating on what the intention is. Uh, there's been jokes on the internet like, oh, Colorado is going to take it personal because Colorado State happens to be in the same state. But it's like he took a direct shot at Coach Prime. Like, it's <laughs> not like this, this is reaching for anything. He even started off by saying, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. So, I mean, what that means, I think we could all figure it out. I don't think it was a good idea. And especially because Colorado, they face Oregon next week and they face USC the weekend after that. So there was a chance that. Colorado would have went into the game and overlooked Colorado State a little bit just because naturally you find yourself looking ahead at the bigger games. I think 
already there was less chance of that happening with big noon kickoff being there and college game day being there and first take being there. So it still has the big game feel, even though it's not necessarily a big game. And now there's like zero chance of them overlooking Colorado State because they have their attention. And we've seen it at Deion Sanders' reaction, Shiloh Sanders, Shador Sanders. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just going viral and a good luck to them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a, a strategy which we kind of talked about um, earlier was it was a strategy to pump his guys up. And I think it was also because um, he was doing his radio show. Because I feel like, and I didn't, I didn't really realize this, but every college football coach does a radio show in some capacity, apparently, <laughs> with like boosters and stuff in attendance on Fridays or Thursdays. And so I, I'm not trying to throw shade, but like maybe he just like didn't think the clip would get out there. I guess where he's just like pumping up his fan base, and it's like this is going to stay. Like I know he said he doesn't care if they see it in Boulder, but like maybe he wasn't expecting them to see it in Boulder. Either way, um, very risky. Uh, I think, like you mentioned, Colorado kind of had a. This was a pure like trap game potential style game. I don't think Colorado ever loses this game, but I do think that there's a possibility they come out a little lethargic or they have like that victory hangover. And now it's like they're fully focused. They're probably going to treat Colorado State as if they were Nebraska or TCU. And it's like you brought this upon yourself um, because I don't know if you guys saw in the video that went viral of Coach Prime responding. Um, he said it was personal because he mentioned his mother, um, not Coach Prime's mother, but in a way he did because. Jay Norvell said, my mother raised me to take my hat and sunglasses off. And so Coach Prime is now taking that as you're telling me that my mother didn't raise me right. So now um, Coach Prime is going to be hyping his team up because he's like, this guy is taking shots at my mother. Um, and then obviously he just doesn't really – I don't think Jay Norvell gets gets the magnitude of what he just did, which is weird because it's a guy that came from Texas, Oklahoma. Like he was a part of that rivalry for so long. And it's like, why would you do that? Why would you – I guess poke the bear, poke Dion, poke Prime, poke Coach Prime when there was a chance that you could have like caught them lacking. I guess, um, but now they're gonna. If if we had to do score predictions, Raymond, I, I think I'd predict Colorado to win by thirty or more, um, and they're gonna do so in front of, like you mentioned, first take, um, the Pat McAfee show, sixty minutes, uh, college game day, and big noon. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of people there watching this game, and I think Jay Norvell kind of uh maybe maybe signed his death wish a little early um in terms of the final score because that is not the strategy i would have gone with and i think um college coaches always talk about being respectful to opponents and kind of like he's preaching respect but he's in a way being extremely disrespectful and it may be the difference between him having a chance to win this game and getting blown out either way not what would i not what i would have done um when we come back we're gonna be talking about is coach prime the guy that he's taking shots at the face of college football but first let me tell you about our sponsor linkedin these days every new potential hire can feel like it's a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free it's how I got my first job ever out of college at the Pac-12 Networks. I used LinkedIn, connected with the hiring manager, was hired. It was an amazing experience. So if you want to do the same and find the perfect candidate like I was, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Um, it's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the 
qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are back and we're talking about the face of college football. Um, it, let me give you some context because I feel like some people are probably like, what the heck is he talking about? I think in a way, Deion Sanders has emerged as the face of college football. And I'll tell you why. And then Raymond could agree or disagree, whatever he feels. If you watch ESPN during the college football season, typically their coverage is Texas, Alabama, um, Florida State, LSU, Clemson, and then maybe throw in another team like USC or something. So they cover like six or seven main programs. And it's like, it is what it is. They'll talk about them for 10 seconds. And, but they never do what they're doing at Colorado. Um, Colorado, if you turn on the ESPN radio, if you turn on to ESPN first take, ESPN, whatever show you want to call it, uh, around the horn, they are t- talking about Colorado football. They are talking about Deion Sanders, and they are talking about what he is doing in, to college football. And I don't think we have a program out there, may, may, not even Georgia, not Alabama, not Texas, where they are talking about them as much as they are. And Texas is in the process of being, quote, unquote, back. Um, so, Raymond. Is Colorado and Deion Sanders, basically Deion Sanders, is he the face of college football right now? I think he's not only the face of college football, I think Colorado is the center of college football. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like this in college football. And the only thing in sports that I feel like rivals this level of attention is when we see super teams form at a top franchise, like in the NBA when uh, the Lakers went and they got. Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. And obviously that team didn't live up to expectations, but just the media hype going into that, or even the Lakers when they brought in LeBron and when they brought in Anthony Davis, like these are levels of hype that it's reaching. I really say only NBA level NFL. It's kind of hard to get that hype going because there's so many players to a team. And you would think that'd be the case for football, but clearly not because Colorado has like attracted all of the attention and, I was in Boulder last weekend and just you can feel the energy when you get into the airport and then you get in the Uber and you go up to Boulder like a 40, 45 minute drive. And when you walk into that stadium, it's it's unreal. It's I was there a couple hours early. It was already loud. It was already filling up and it's just passionate. It's it's I can't even describe. I'm still speechless over it. And the media hype building up around the country is absolutely unreal. Like I was watching ESPN yesterday waiting for uh, just like trying to kill time until the Thursday night football game kicked off and then Miami's game kicked off. And all that was on the broadcast was Colorado and then a little bit of Texas and Quinn Ewers and a little bit of sprinkle of Georgia and then some stuff about Alabama. But it was really Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. And I think it's created a situation where Everyone's like, okay, well, when is Coach Prime going to leave? What happens when he leaves? What if he leaves? But I don't know if he ever has to leave to win. And that's what's – I think that's what makes him the face of college football more than anything else because they're – I'm not going to say that Nick Saban or Kirby Smart can't go to Colorado and build a dynasty or build something substantial, but I don't think they'd be able to do it as quickly as Coach Prime did because that's just the pull he has and that's the the impact that he has. And, like, okay, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, how? Like, their current standing? But when they were, like, building – like, right. when they were at the game stage in their career that Coach Prime was at, 
it wouldn't have happened. And these are national championship winning coaches. So it's it's a really unique situation. I think Coach Prime has brought in eyes that have never really cared much about college football. Like I have family members telling me that they're watching the press conferences or they were looking for me in the press conference. And I, it was just funny to me because I was like, I didn't even know you watched college football. I was sitting here watching a full press conference and it stood out to me because I know they weren't simply watching to see if they could see me because when can you see reporters in a press conference? Like it's kind of, right. sometimes you'll see them off to the side, but really it's just on the coach and everyone's interested in what he's going to say, what he's going to do, how his team's going to look, what his team's going to wear. And it's, it's unreal. I think Coach Prime is doing a great job. The program is doing a great job. The social media team, the players, obviously, it's it's a huge collective effort. And I think they're just A-plus in every category. They're doing a really great job to build that thing into what it is right now. Yeah, and I think to, to build off of like just the media hype, uh, I had this stat pulled up. For the Nebraska game, Colorado issued more than 800 media credentials, um, which includes all the people at Fox involved with Big Noon. So the previous record was 616. Um, So they are attracting people by the bunches. Um, We were both there for the spring game, and we kind of talked about it where it was like, yes, it's a game that doesn't matter. Yes, we know that. We knew at that time that a majority of those guys were not going to be on the roster by the time the season rolled around. Yet the stadium was packed. Um, I think for the first portion of it, it was pretty hype. Like there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of buzz because that was the first time everybody had seen Coach Prime take the field. And so I would say I kept saying it was like I was going to a national championship. Like I thought I was going to Georgia spring game is what it felt like because there was just so much hype and like so much buzz and like it's continuing throughout the year. And so – like I said, people that normally never call football, never cover college football, are talking about college football. Um, ESPN is not known for covering college football. Um, while they're the worldwide leader in sports, they're usually the worldwide leader in talking about the most popular teams in the NFL and the NBA, and the New York, the New York Yankees and the Dodgers. And that's about it. Um, they'll throw in like mixes of like, oh, here's tennis over here, or here's like. Uh, f1 or like some like they'll throw in something random if it's a big event like the literally world series they'll talk about it but colorado if you watch any sports show on espn throughout the day there's a 99.9 percent chance they're talking about colorado and i don't think anyone in college football has had that effect in at least my lifetime um maybe i would say you'd probably have to go back to like the reggie bush usc days um because that was like a dominant dynasty and that was literally in 2004 2005 um so <laughs> it's been a minute since so- someone in college football has had this hold on the sports world and it's truly impressive um and i think the only reason you can say he's not the face of college football if you want to get technical and be like he's not the face because he hasn't proven anything at this level yet then it'd be nick saban but even then look who nick saban's doing aflac commercials with if you watch a colorado game i think there's about six or seven uh Deion Sanders commercials rotating through. So um, if he's not the face, he's probably, I don't know, the, the second like in line, like he's on the Mount Rushmore of college football importance right now. Um, anything to add before we move on, Raymond? Because I feel like we, we, get, we nailed this one. I think the people get confused on what it means to be the face of something. Like oh, there we go. The face doesn't necessarily mean that you're the king of college football. And because yeah. the king of college football would be Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, he's still pushing for that throne. But right mm-hmm. now it would be Kirby Smart. And but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with 
the face. Like I would say, you could argue that Nikola Jokic. I we're talking about Colorado, I guess, <laughs> a lot today, but uh, you could argue that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Some say Giannis Antetokounmpo, but LeBron James and Steph Curry, they still juggle that mantle as the face of the NBA. And I know they're way more accomplished than Coach Prime, but the point that I'm making is the face isn't about who is necessarily the best. It's about when you think of college football, what face do you think of? It's as simple as that. And the face that mostly everyone thinks of right now, especially, is Coach Prime. And whether it's media, whether it's fans, whether it's the casual fan, whether it's players, he's all anybody is talking about. So that's that's all I have to say about the faces. Don't confuse the face with the best because you're going to end up confused when people start talking about who's the face of this and that. Yeah, and even then, he might emerge as the best eventually. Um, we just got to give him some more time to do so. When we come back, we're going to be talking about is Coach Prime and Colorado contender for the Pac-12 title. But first, I need you guys to know about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Okay, Raymond, we both dabble in the Pac-12. We are both Pac-12, I would say, aficionados. Um, it was my first employer in the real world, my first adult job. Um, you are a West Coast person as well, um, have some Washington ties. You're a big, a very big uh, proponent of giving the, the Pac-12 the respect it deserves, and I appreciate that. Because I feel like, especially in this last year, people forget that the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football right now um, because of how bad um, their media rights stuff went, which it went terrible. There's no denying that. But when we look at the Pac-12 landscape right now, there are eight ranked teams, I believe. Um, yeah. Eight ranked teams, yeah. And when you try to decide who's going to be contending for those two spots, um, it's very difficult because they all play each other one way or another. Um, is Colorado a Pac-12 contender? I'll make my case, and then you can respond with yours accordingly. I think they are because, one, if you look at – and I did this on yesterday's show – um, if you look at every team in the Pac-12, every team has a major flaw. And majority of them, their major flaw is defense. So if you're asking me, can Colorado offensively keep up with other schools in the Pac-12, I would say the only schools that I'd be worried about them not being able to keep up with is USC and Washington. And even then, I think they could keep up. It's just going to be like, I wouldn't want to go and I wouldn't want to get a, into a shootout with Caleb Williams. Like that's just not something that like is doctor recommended. That's probably actually what your doctor doctor doesn't recommend. Um, and then outside of Oregon state and Utah, I think they match up fairly well against all of these defenses um, and Oregon state and Utah are very physical. So I think if Colorado wins the right game, say they split Oregon USC, they win one of those games and then they go on a nice little streak beating UCLA and whoever's next on the schedule, Arizona state, Stanford, I think they have a real path to the Pac-12 title game. What do you think? Hey, I like that. I think it's interesting you said if they split um, the Oregon and USC game because if I was to do a bold prediction, I'd say I think they lose to Oregon. I think that's um, – or Autzen Stadium is a really, really, really tough place to play. And I think stylistically Oregon gives Colorado some troubles with the way that they can run the ball. And 
Colorado's defense was improved last week, and if they can continue to take steps forward, then they certainly can compete with Oregon because Oregon hasn't been overly impressive. I mean, they blew out Portland State, and they scored 81 points on them, but that's a product of running up the score. <laughs> and Texas Tech, they needed their all, and I know Texas Tech is a tough environment, but Texas Tech lost to Wyoming in week one, and even though Joey McGuire is doing a great job with that program, it's if you're an Oregon fan, that's not what you want to see as struggles on the road in Lubbock. And mm. so it's definitely a vulnerable team. It's not like Oregon is a juggernaut. I think Colorado does just have to show us that they can not only keep defending the pass well, but be able to contain the running game because Oregon is going to give Colorado a lot of Bucky Irving. And we'll see Bo Nix running a lot too, which I was surprised Jeff Sims didn't do as much, but credit to Colorado's coaching staff for not letting him impact the game outside of one run as a runner. Mm. But I do think Colorado beats USC. And that feels like <laughs> that feels like one of those games where it's it's a defining moment of the season. Like it feels like we've already had two of those, but that's the one. I think stylistically, USC they're gonna come in and they're going to get in a shootout with Colorado, but I think the higher altitude, the environment, and just the trajectory that Colorado's playing at, it's I think that they can pull off a shocker. I think it will be a classic game. And you beat USC, you can do anything in this conference. Uh, yep. The problem that I think they'll have is how are they able to contain, like I said, with Oregon, Bucky Irving, and then Oregon State, Damian Martinez, and then Utah, just physical all around. But those are three games. I think the rest of the games are more than winnable. And this is a Pac-12 conference where you may be able to survive with three losses in conference play. And if you can trim those to, if you can trim that to two losses, like let's say you beat Oregon and maybe you lose to Utah and Oregon State, you're still in good shape because while the conference is really deep and talented, there's like all these teams and eventually they're all going to collide. And we don't know how that's going to turn out. Like USC and Washington, they feel like they could be bound for a college football playoff. Things go according to plan. But they also could all they could run into each other. One of those teams has to lose, and then they also have Oregon State on the schedule, Oregon on the schedule. So it could get messy, and I think that leaves room for Colorado to excel. And that's not to suggest that Colorado has to back into a Pac-12 championship game. I think it's just they're the team. some of the teams ahead of them have a talent gap from having an established roster over time. And I think if the Pac-12 was going to continue, that would minimize drastically with the talent that Coach Prime is going to be able to bring to Boulder. But in one offseason, it's just not possible to make up that distance but I, or make up that difference. But I still like their chances. I think we have to see how they handle Oregon. If they beat Oregon, you, I will put them in my Pac-12 championship game prediction because that's – of all the teams, I feel like that might be the toughest matchup for them, especially with the game being on the road. Yeah. And – so yeah, I mean they beat Oregon. That I'm, I I already I'd already say I'm a believer. Like I believe in what they can accomplish. But Oregon, I'm like okay, they're they're miles better than what they were projected to be. Even as they continue to improve, they're still way better than what we think they are. So that'll be interesting. Obviously, they have to get past Colorado State. But while yeah. I may be overlooking Colorado State, we know they won't be after. They will not be. Um, when I did my updated record prediction, I did that. I think yesterday or two days before so go check that out if you guys didn't see that 
USC was the game I had circled because I think it's a trap game for USC. Um, and I think Colorado matches up really well against USC because I think they're probably outside of Washington. I think US or yeah, outside of Washington, Colorado is the only team that could probably match Caleb Williams blow for blow um, because I don't know Oregon's offense. It's they're really hard to read. Obviously I think a lot of people could hang 80 on Portland state and then they play Texas tech. Who's a, probably about the fourth or third best team in the big 12, maybe the, maybe even the fifth. And they went down to the wire and like, it was like they, I think they went to overtime or they were close to going to overtime or something. Yeah. They were close to overtime. So it was like, they needed a lot to beat the fourth or the third or fourth team. And so I think Colorado has a great chance there. Um, but USC, if you look at who they play before they play Colorado, San Jose state, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, and then all of a sudden they jump to Colorado. So it's like they're going to go from sleepwalking through their first month of the schedule, and then all of a sudden they're going to have to be ready to play against a team who's probably the hottest team in college football right now. That's a that's an upset alert game waiting to happen. Um, I can't wait to see that game. Um, realistically, I think Colorado has a – they have a path because all of the Pac-12 teams that are ranked, they, they at least play five or six of the other ranked teams at, at minimum. Some of them play all of them. And so they're going to knock each other out. It's going to be just full on chaos and cannibalism. Um, but that's how the Pac 12 wants to go out. And that's how the Pac 12 um, deserves to go out, just in pure chaos, like it always has been. Um, Raymond, mm-hmm. I appreciate you for joining the show. Um, tell the people what where they could find you and what you're working on. Yeah, you guys can find me at Twitter at uh, Raymond Lucas Jr. Right now, just looking at Colorado and trying to find unique ways to tell their story. It's there's a lot of media coverage on them. And I think finding the little things like why they're able to handle adversity in this way is things that I'm actively looking at. I want to have something on Shador Sanders next week. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> I'll talk about that more later, but yeah, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure as always. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Um, Locked on buffs. We appreciate you guys for listening every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, make sure to like subscribe and follow. We just hit 3,100 uh, subscribers the other day so we are moving up the rankings you know um, getting up there so let's 10,000 by the end of the season maybe we'll find out um i appreciate you guys for tuning in you guys have a great day and a great weekend